Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Some good news and some not so good news. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Week of January 14th and 15th. Uh, judges uh, declared un- unconstitutional certain aspects of Murphy's uh, killer carry uh, law. They, they rushed through legislation along partisan lines uh, totally. Ruled a bunch of this stuff is unconstitutional. There's more briefs being filed. The Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs involved. A lot of stuff is happening, okay, behind the scenes. This is going to this is gonna flush out. And Murphy's uh, crew is highly optimistic that everything is going to be going their way. We don't know. We shall see. But right now it's a win for the right to carry in New Jersey. But we shall see how that plays out. Oh, man, let's see. NOAA approved the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission and Mid-Atlantic Fisheries Management Council's recommendation for the 2023 Summer Flounder Scup, a.k.a. Porgy, and sea bass management quotas, what have you. We're going to have more on this in a couple of weeks. but There's going to be cuts. Whether in seasons, whether in bag limits, or really, again, behind the scenes, things are already happening. Where does it go? I mean, do they want they want to stop recreational fishing? Where does it go? The stocks rebuilt. Everything's doing fine. Now they had this, you know, this what do you call it, template? This this program, this procedure. Oh no, I got to change that. Now, there, now there's this other one. It's just crazy, people. It's just absolutely crazy. So expect that. Expect, I don't know. Now for the fluke, aka summer flatters are going to be back to the three at eighteen. We shall see. I'm going to leave it up to the states again. But there's going to be cuts, quotas, uh, reductions have to be made. What ten percent or something like that? I'm hearing this is nuts. But it's going to um, it's going to play out again by springtime. We will see yet again how they just they just seem to just want to stop recreational fishing. Oh, and out of windmills, the wind farms, what have you. Oh, it's going to be a boon. It's going to be energy. It's going to be this. And there's, there's a couple of guys out there. Again, you wonder who's on whose payroll, sport fishermen, guides, charter captains. Oh, these are going to be a boon to, to the fishing, the structure underneath. One question about, hey, are you going to be able to fish that close to the, Well, they're working on it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. These things are going to be a nightmare. I'll tell you, they're going to crush the scallop. What's up to the clamming where they're building these things, especially of LBI in Atlantic City? There's a guy, Larson, who runs a commercial fishery there because they were talking about, let's see, uh, some subsidies, whatever, some some payments, too, because they know there's going to be the bottom's going to be wrecked. And talk about the whales. Like that, that's another topic that these things are the, the, the research are doing, the sonars, whatever, or killing the whales. Whatever. That's a, that's another another topic. But he says, I want to work. I don't want welfare. Typical Democrat thing, throw money at it, throw money at it, keep them quiet, throw money at it. These women, I, I, from my corner, they were a done deal. As much as you're going to try to fight them, to me, hopefully I'm wrong. Like I'm wrong about many things. I believe it's a done deal. And yet these charter captains, only a few, jumping on board how great the fishing is going to be. I don't know, man. Still a lot of questions to be answered. Again, you wonder who's on whose payroll to say these things. If they are, they are. If they're not, they're not. It's it's, it's just you shake your head and say, wow, well, what is going on? One thing that's going on is a big spike, not a big spike, but an appreciable increase in one aspect of saltwater fishing, and that's the fly end of things. Joining us on our next segment will be Chuck Ferimsky. There's the biggest fly fishing show in the world is coming to Jersey in a few weeks. We're going to talk about this renewed interest in the saltwater fly game, and South Jersey is the perfect learning ground for it, especially the Back Bay areas, the ICW. This is tailor-made for the fly fishing game. Learn something new. Learn something different adds an entirely different aspect to the saltwater fishing game. So grab that cup, grab that rev. We'll be right back. Rack and fin ready. Going to try to get a freshwater report. South Jersey, man, these bass and pickerel, they're going crazy. Just going crazy. It's 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 time. Just even though it's the second week, get out there. Get out there. Do it, do it, do it. Be right back. Rack and fin radio. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. 
healthy life. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. So, uh, talk about show Showtime last weekend. Shout out to Jerry Vessels there. That Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo two-day run was a monster. Very successful. Congratulations, Vessels. You broke your ass putting that together. I understand a, quite a bunch of boats were sold for a, a smaller show in January. So good luck on that. Now we have some other shows uh, coming up. The Greater Philly Boat Show is going to be January 27th, at Oaks. That's at the uh, Greater Philadelphia Convention Center. Not much fishing there, but they do have some good selection of boats. And the dealers and prices are starting to move. So that, that's a that's a good indication. I know the recession, inflation, whatever, but it's better than it was last year. On February 17th and 19th, also at Oaks, it's the Philadelphia Fishing Show. We'll have more than that coming up. But the other day I was, man, has it been warm out or what? The other day I'm down by Ocean City. And I'm on the back there, the ICW. I'm looking out there, just, just doing some contemplations. Yeah, I'm thinking of an um, old guy, a uh, friend of mine who uh, unfortunately passed, Dave Palmer and George Loader, two great duck hunting instructors. Uh, taught me a lot about the South Jersey marsh uh, duck hunting experience. I'm seeing pip, 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 pip. Okay, man, bait's moving. Something's out there moving. Yeah, water's probably, what, five, six feet deep, whatever, in this one area. I'll tell you where it was from. Okay, how about this? How about around the airport, back up in there? I said, man, forget, forget. It's so nice out. Forget a plug. Forget my uh, my tried and true saltwater Yazori pins minnow. It's it's a never fail. Or the, you know the Rappel glass ghost, you know slash bait. That's that's good. I said, man, I like to put out. Be nice to put out a Clouser, man, or a crazy Charlie. You know, there's 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 those are probably spearing or whatever. You know, there's got to be stripers around. And I thought, uh, get home. Just for the bleeps and giggles, drag out my fly stuff from little little three weights, two weights for the small streams, up to like seven, eight weights for what I call back bay. That's heavy for me, back bay salt water. We also use them uh, popping for largemouths. Holy bleep, I get the mail. What is What is coming up in a couple of weeks? The largest fly fishing show, consumer, not trade show people, largest fly fishing show in the world. It's going to be right here in Jersey. Up there at the New Jersey Convention and Exposition Center in Edison. This is a monster show. Like from what I understand, there's there's 35 guest celebrities coming in from around the world and around, you know, around the country. Accent, I talked to the former promoter. He's waiting patiently on the line right now because I know he wants to get out and, and put out a couple of, of double hauls. The growth, again, it was it was stagnant for a while. Flat is the term in the industry. The growth in saltwater fly fishing. It's really, it's, it's on the rise again, not quite at the stage it was after the river comes through with the fresh and then the salt, but it is growing in not quite leaps and bounds, but at least leaps. Joining us online right now is Chuck Ferimsky. He also runs the International Fly Tying Symposium. Again, tires from around the world, uh, descending on New Jersey. He's a former uh, director of the show. He passed it off to his son, Benji. And I remember Benji when he was a little tight. Run around here in Ocean City, a little tight. And now here he is <laughs> fishing around the world. But this show is going to be second to none. It's at a, a great facility, easy to get to, off the Parkway 287. Bing, 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 the Raritan. So, you know, you're, you're right there in the New Jersey uh, Convention and Exhibition Center. So you're, you're right there. If you're interested at all in saltwater fly fishing, getting in the game, it adds a whole new, not that's the crazy stuff. And we did this with Finnor years back on for sailfish with the fly rods with the 12 weight. So getting into the saltwater fly fishing game, you got to crawl before you walk, before you run type thing. This is, and also if you're an expert, freshwater, you want to get in the saltwater. This is going to be the show for that. A, Going to be a decent emphasis on the saltwater game. Join us on the line, very patient man is Chuck Ferimsky. Chuck, congratulations! I understand. I remember when you moved this from Pensy to Jersey. It's now in its thirty-second year. This is the who's who. What's it all about? Where to go? How to do it? Of fly fishing. How you doing, little brother? I'm doing great. I'm interested in what you're saying. I like to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, P.O. So you, you might say something I like. Who knows? I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, yes, that, that's pure forensic. So I'm, I'm starting already on you. I'm, running, I'm <laughs> running down the one aisle at the, at the uh, Wildwood Fishing and Bunny Expo. Again, shout out to Joe. I see this, this pink shirt there. Like, yeah. That guy looks familiar. And sure enough, I've seen Chuck in the covers. It was Chuck Frimsey enjoying a, sort of a late lunch. We got to rap on about it. He said, Tom Peace, we're going to be 
doing more and more of the salt water in the fly fishing show. And Chuck, Jersey especially, South Jersey, I'd say from Barnegat Inlet, Island Beach there, Barnegat Inlet South, down through Cape May and around in the ICW, this is a mecca for the saltwater fishing game. Would you agree? Oh, it's exploding <laughs> like you can't believe it. The only thing is it doesn't last like year-round. There's There's parts of the year where it's unbelievable, so you have to be ready to get out there when the fish are there because – they may be gone in a month, and then you have to move someplace else. Well, Chuck, I know the heart of it all in Central Jersey around Manasquan, mm-hmm. and uh, up, up, that, that's so crowded with people. Everybody's jumping on the saltwater fly fishing. Yeah. They love it. Well, down Chuck, the other day I was behind uh, your, your stopping grounds, Ocean City. I'm thinking, what are those? There was spearing back there. Those the glass minnows, the bay anchovies, bay shiners, whatever you call them. And I said, this is. And then the back, listeners, the back is closed until March 1st. We, we, we realize that. But Chuck, what a perfect condition out going glass flat water to lay out a clouds or a crazy Charlie. And Chuck, again, we have it all here. And the emphasis now from the fly fishing show, listen, it's going to run January 27th, 28th, and 29th. You do have some pretty good emphasis, Chuck, on the saltwater game. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures of the brochure with all the people there and, uh, some of the leading people in the entire sport are being going to be doing talks at the show. We have not not only saltwater in our area, but we have talks on Belize, the Bahamas, mm-hmm. saltwater places in uh, uh, the Amazon area. <laughs> it's the only thing that's not covered, and I just found this out talking to a friend of mine that, that had a booking agency that only specialized in Kamchatka. You know where that is? That's in Russia. That's the only place that we're not sending people to fly fish, which you probably would know why. And, uh, yeah. But every place else, Iceland is hot. Iceland is red hot. We have Labrador. Um, Martha's Vineyard is coming back. We have a talk on Martha's Vineyard. There's, there's so many good talks in saltwater, but then if you want to try different things, we have people going off uh, after strange species of fish. Now, what is it? The lizard fish? <laughs> that seems to be like a hot thing now, yeah. too. And musky fishing is crazy. Mm-hmm. And up in the Great Lakes, the salmon fishing, Salmon River, I mean, there's people going there like it's, you can't even find a parking space sometimes. There's so many people fishing. Well, Chuck, okay. but to the salt water, though, why in your, you know, you've been around a long time, Chuck, you fished, again, a lot of salt water. Listen, I've seen him under, he and this crazy guy, Theo, this Dutchman, under the Ocean City Longport Bridge, sinking lines, catching stripers in the end of November, okay? But Chuck, so you, you do it pretty much whenever's available and whatever's going to be biting. But Chuck, the, again, the sudden growth. Maybe a gradual, but but the sudden interest, reinterest, if you will, in the saltwater fly fishing game. The I mean, the economy's not the greatest, but more and more people are doing it, buying flats boats specialized for the shallow water game. What do you think? Well, the main thing that I think is just going crazy is the equipment. I, I talked to uh, the the head of uh, the fly division in America. For Hardy, uh, and he said that they have a new one-piece rod for tarpon. Wow. They, they made, wow. I think he said, two hundred, and they're already they're already sold, and they haven't even delivered them yet. People heard about them, and they put the money down before they even put the rod in their hand. So they're, they're making equipment now, and and the thing that really changed, I think, saltwater fishing in in general is the fly line companies. They have fly lines now that you could sink down 25 and 30 feet off the beach out in the ocean. You don't have to wonder why you can't catch a striper that's hugging the bottom and eating sand eels. You want them to be hitting spearing on the top, Mm -hmm. which happens. But what happens if they're not on the top? You have to go down and get them. So now we have sinking fly lines that you can get there right in front of their face. With your flies. And, and Chuck, the rods and reels, and in addition to the lines, but it's no longer just a beefed up freshwater outfit. These companies have made 
a big financial investment in making salt water, which again, you can use the smaller ones naturally, you can use them fresh water, but the salt water uh, specific tools that Chuck really have changed the game. You're right. Oh, uh, they're gorgeous reels. Uh, they're, they're not really more than a couple hundred dollars more than average quality trout reels. Mm-hmm. You know, a good trout reel might go four or $500. The saltwater reels you can get for six to eight hundred, and everybody's making them now. You, know, you can get them for seven, eight weight rods, nine, ten, mm-hmm. eleven, twelve, and and uh, boy, <laughs> it, it used to be what just Fedor at one time. Remember, and, right. and, then, and that, then everybody else started seeing how popular it was, and they're they're putting different companies together now and really making fabulous reels. They'll be at the show. Yeah, you'll be able to see see them all over. And, the and place. listen, there was there's definitely a learning curve again. It was the Fluger Metalist, for example, an, an iconic reel. But oh, yeah. was a, there's a bigger one. They made it bigger. This is a saltwater reel. Well, you caught a tarpon on that. You caught a big striper hook on. I mean, it was gear stripped, gone. So now it's again, it's not just beefed up freshwater tackle. It's saltwater specific. And the fly fishing game, like you said, Chuck, you you know you can't skimp. I mean, there's the beginner outfits. You, I, I get that where you can just basically learn, you know, small snapper blues, uh, you know, cocktail blues, that type thing. But if you really want to get in the game, it is an investment from the consumer end, but it opens up a whole new area, a whole, whole new fishing experience. Again, and people, I'm telling you, South Jersey, our South Jersey coast, all the way on Cape May and up and around, you have it made for especially, Chuck, I think, for the stripers. Weak fish may be making a comeback. Maybe in the fall you have the um, <clears throat> the sea trout come back up the specks. Um, and even redfish, Chuck. They're getting fl- redfish on flies down. I don't know if you realize that, Chuck. Down behind Corson's Inlet this past fall. Yeah, I heard about that. And that was, uh, that yeah. was something. Now, Chuck, getting back to the show, though, you have tires. You have classes, casting demonstrations. One tire I noticed in particular, uh, Johnny King, he's tying saltwater bait fish. Now, Chuck, you made and gave yep. me a couple. You made one hell of um, I guess it looked like a little herring or shiner or something with a hook coming out mid-body. I said, Chuck, what the hell is that? It looks side. He says, think about it, Tompy. A striper or bluefish bust into a pot of bait fish. They're going to, ones that are falling, the crippled ones, they're the ones that are the easiest going to be picked off. And Chuck, that well, afternoon, that I, that I, afternoon, I, I, and it was like it was yeah. like some sort of weird mylar material, or whatever. That very <laughs> afternoon, Chuck, I went down there, Corson's Inlet, and caught a bluefish on it. So, I remember, I remember that fly. Now I I put the hook on the side so it mm-hmm. it would flutter down like a, a damaged and injured bait fish. That's the other thing I did mention besides equipment and the reels. So many people are getting into tying saltwater flies. Mm-hmm. And they're using a lot of artificial materials now that are being developed because, remember, it used to be one fly, one bluefish, one more new fly. <laughs> How true <laughs> is you that? Can catch, you can catch 10 fish on a fly now. It doesn't yep. fall apart because it, it's uh, synthetic. And, and, and the flies that they're making to represent the 10-inch and 12-inch bunker now. Chuck, I mean, it's like casting a wet the, squirrel on your rod. Yeah, they're, they're it the, catches a big fish. <laughs> they're the size of birds. Hey, Chuck, rub against a hard break. Join us on is Chuck Ferimsky, former director of the Fly Fishing Show, and it's 20 or 30, I'm sorry, 32nd year. But the talk is, again, the saltwater fly fishing game, especially here in South Jersey. People, grab that cup, grab that rubber. We have Chuck for one more segment. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Okay. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. South Jersey's talk station. We get it. You're not going to work just anywhere. You're smart, ambitious, and you want to help others. You want a place where you can thrive, feel fulfilled, and have an opportunity for growth, all while making an incredible living. Right now is the perfect time to join the team at Townsquare Media as a marketing consultant. Join one of the fastest-growing digital companies in America, where you get to help build client solutions with real local influencers and sell brands like TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. If this sounds exciting to you, let's have a conversation. Our 
Comp package is amazing with unlimited earning potential, including base salary, mobile phone, auto expense, 401k match, trip incentives, and more. If you're competitive, driven, and have the ability to communicate great ideas, we'd like to hear from you. With digital advertising expected to double over the next three years, the timing could not be better. Reach out to Mike Rubel, market president, at 609-910-5249 or visit careers.townsquaremedia.com. Townsquare Media is an equal opportunity employer. The future depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work, sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change and generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future, who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and who enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. I'm a doctor, but I can't think clearly anymore, so I can't do my job. Long COVID causes debilitating cognitive issues. I'm a runner, but now I can't walk 100 feet without getting exhausted. Long COVID causes crippling fatigue that may last a lifetime. I've lost friendships because of long COVID. I just don't feel well enough to see people. People may look outwardly healthy, but they're suffering from a physical disorder that can upend lives. Everything hurts. I can't even go out and play. Up to 30% of COVID patients develop long COVID. And right now, there's no cure and little understanding. I can't focus. I can't think straight. I can't keep a job. So for those suffering daily, there's just one urgent question. How long? How long? How long? How long? Until we solve long COVID. The Solve Long COVID initiative is bringing together patients, researchers, doctors, and drug developers to find answers now. To learn more and see how you can help, go to solvelongcovid.org. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quinces. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit. And make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Today, one in five working age Americans has a mental health condition. People in all types of jobs and at all levels. And the key to helping us succeed is a supportive and inclusive workplace. All of us have a role to play in making that happen. So what can I do to help? As a CEO, I can set the tone for supportive culture. As a manager, I can offer assistance and accommodations. As a coworker, I can listen and be a source of support to my colleagues. As someone with a mental health condition, I can ask for what I need to perform my best. I can offer all employees the supports they need to deliver on the job for the team and for the business. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I can remind others that we all benefit from workplaces that promote good mental health. Mental health friendly workplaces are more important than ever and all of us have a role to play in promoting them. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are a few of the things many of us take for granted. Yet for many United States military veterans, finding and affording oral health care is a challenge. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. 
Will you volunteer to help people like Richard, a U.S. Naval veteran who suffered severe PTSD after his service? He was left homeless for a period of time, and his oral and overall health are suffering. Because of congressional limitations, the VA can't provide the dental help he needs. Through our Will You See One Vet program, we focus on helping U.S. military veterans like Richard. Now we are seeking more general dentists and specialists to donate treatment to at least one veteran with special needs. When you volunteer with DLN's program to see one vet, we handle the details so you can focus on the care. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message and help us make a difference in the life of a veteran in need. Visit WillYouSeeOneVet.org to learn more. That's WillYouSeeOneVet.org. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and it's basically made for him. My dad can get through the wide doorways. When he is making our lunch, he can reach anything we need. He'll help me build tiny projects. Life is good here. Without Homes for Our Troops, we'd be living in a home that didn't have all these features that helped him. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. If they get a new house like this one, it'll help them, like, do normal life. My dad's not just a hero. He's my hero. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Are they ready? Are you ready? Giving your child their first phone is an important and often difficult decision. After all, it is a milestone in your child's development. The Phone Ready Quiz from the American Academy of Pediatrics can help make this decision easier. Go to HealthyChildren.org forward slash Phone Ready Quiz to take a short questionnaire developed by pediatricians that will help you decide if you and your child are ready, almost ready, or not yet ready for their first phone. And get tips about how your child can develop a healthy relationship with technology. So, are they ready, almost ready, or not yet ready? What about you? Go to HealthyChildren.org forward slash phone ready quiz today. Just 10 short questions can help you find out. That's HealthyChildren.org forward slash phone ready quiz. Talking to your kids about the dangers of vaping can be hard. Getting them to listen to hot gossip is easy. So here's some drama you could share with your kid. Dude, did you hear about Cassie and Jake? No, but did you hear that vaping can cause irreversible lung damage and nicotine affects brain development? <gasps> Nuh-uh. You don't need to gossip if you want to have an open conversation about vaping. So if you want to get tips on when and how to talk to your kids, visit talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. At my age, I never dreamed I'd be dealing with opioid addiction. I was pregnant and I couldn't stop. Getting sidelined by an injury was bad, but the cravings were way worse. Then I heard about 844-REACH-NJ. They connected me to treatment and I had a healthy baby. 844-REACH-NJ was the call that made the difference. Thank goodness I made the call. So glad I made the call for both of us. ReachNJ. If you or someone you love is struggling with addiction, call 844-REACH-NJ from the New Jersey Department of Human Services. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, back inside, Rack and Fin Radio. With me. Look, at I'm practicing, I'm practicing my double haul. I'm practicing my double. I, I will not do the spay thing, that big two-handed thing. No! I saw it then on the River Tees over there, and I was at in the lake. Or was, or was I in Scott? I forget. No, that looks cr- No, I refuse to do that because that's not fly fishing casting, whatever you want to call it. Joe us online is Chuck Ferimsky, uh former director of the Fly Fishing Show, which is running. Let's see. That is going to be January 27th, 28th, and 29th, the New Jersey Convention and Exposition Center up there. And that is an easy shot, too. But again, the, the topic really is the saltwater fly fishing game. Getting into it. Let's talk with Chuck for a few minutes. I want to get to uh, some of the show's features. But Chuck, getting into it, 
It can be as esoteric or as simple as one wants to make it. Correct again, judging by how much your purse strings, you know, can 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 open. But basic equipment, yes, and 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 build up to it. But check, I've seen guys that come out look like they came out of an Orvis catalog and basically strangling themselves with line. And someone that came out with a basic outfit, just learning and being taught that caught fish. So it's what you want to make of it. Correct. Oh, absolutely, and then. The people that are good at it are really nice, and they're willing to share their experiences and save you a lot of the learning curve. You don't have to sit and read uh, a lot of books and videos. If you run into somebody that you see catching fish in salt water, start to make immediately conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And they'll help you out. They'll so, save you. And hey, hey, listen to me. I noticed that more, and I'm, I'm taking a shot here. Okay, I'm taking a shot. I noticed that more on the saltwater uh, fly fishing end than the freshwater. Freshwater bass popping. Those guys are pretty cool. Hey, I want to learn. Uh, some of the trout guys, for instance, get real touchy. You know, about, well, it seems, again, not not a ball, not all of them, for instance, no offense here. <laughs> but some of them, well, then he's going to, I'm going to give him some tips and then he's going to be on my stream. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Have you, exactly seen that? Right. Have you seen that, Chuck? Well, I, I've, I've thought about that a lot because if I go to a stream and go to a hole that I see five guys and I recognize them from being at the show, I'm thinking, these guys are here because I put this show together and, I, <laughs> and they were they learned how to go. They're still in my spot. <laughs> well, Chuck, we only have a- I, don't, I, don't, I don't work every day, so I can go ahead of them and sneak in there. Jack, we only have a couple of minutes left in this segment here, but listeners, it's it's going to be, I guess, the th- there's not advertising, but the 32nd annual is the largest fly fishing show in the world, country in the world, this is it, and it's right here on Jersey soil. Chuck, you have your destination theater and adventure theater, you have seminars, three full days, you have casting classes, tying uh, classes, a symposium, you have a special musical guest. Chuck, one in particular, really really uh two things actually you have the the fly fishers international host of fly fishing learning center with fly tying etc listen it's all going to be online you can find it but you know, one thing very very um got my attention very quickly women's round table discussions women's fly fishing showcase sponsored by it looks like miss mayfly chuck that's one thing i haven't seen again just sort of paying attention the past two or three years more women in the saltwater fly fishing game as opposed to men, as opposed to the freshwater end. A lot of women in the fly fishing game on the sweetwater side, from trout to largemouth bass, whatever. Why, Chuck, is, is this, have you noticed, again, your opinion, a paucity of women in the saltwater fly game? Well, the, the companies that, that build the equipment are starting to realize that they're missing that market. Women are demanding to have waders that fit them instead of looking like a garbage bag on them. And they have rods. They have rods they can handle, and they're lighter weight. Mm-hmm. And, and this showcase that they have—if you go there, I'll tell you—you would—you would see the energy. There's going to be fifty or sixty ladies in there chatting away, wow. doing talks. We have mm-hmm. companies there that represent the women's clothing, and. They're they're just really 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 into the fly fishing now. They love it. They they travel. There's a lot of women that have good paying jobs. Every every time you go on a trip, maybe to Argentina or Chile or Alaska, mm-hmm. women are in the group. They have the money and this they're going to go and catch the fish. Well, Chuck, that, that's good to say. I just like to see more of it again. Uh, again, across. Um you know, dichotomy here along the South Jersey. You're not going to find better opportunities for the saltwater fly fishing game people than along the ICW back behind again, back behind Ocean City, back behind Stone Harbor, back behind Cape May, back behind Seattle, man, Whale Creek, all through there, Chuck. And Chuck, I've seen more and more guys out in the kayaks. Yeah, and these are night, yes, Chuck, definitely. the night, the night game on the kayaks, not only fly fishing from the yaks, getting across the ICW pulling her yaks up on the sedge, and then fly fishing the other side, Chuck. And I've watched them do some amazing things fish-wise. Just fish That's after right. fish. And listeners, it's going to start 
The back uh, back bay season opens up again March 1st. We'll have Captain Dave the Rave show from Seacombe Bay doing our annual opening weekend striper show. Give that to the Chuck. I think the third week, March, last week, maybe into the first week in April, that's when the bay fish really start to get active. And that opens up that whole fly fishing game. And people, it's not going to be crowded. The learning curve, this is where you learn. It's not going to be crowded. You can make mistakes and not get not get hassled or you're not going to be shoulder to shoulder crowded like it, it can get sometimes like when a school of blues or stripers moving through but Frimsky, let me ask you this in putting the show together from way back when to now you've seen the, the peaks and valleys of the uh, fly fishing game has the, the fish pop the improvement in the fish populations and things like that you know especially there was one this was one hell of a year for stripers in the back in the inlets and out front that you see the sport growing? I, I do, but it's it's growing in pods. It's not growing from coast to coast, from Maine to Florida. What What's surprising is there's a lot of movement in the locations where it's, it's red hot. I talked to someone that said that they were up in Canada and they caught so many stripers, and those are stripers that should be in Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard right. or Massachusetts. They're all starting to move in different areas. We're, we're joking. We were saying, well, we'll be catching bonefish and redfish and tarpon here at Cape Bay <laughs> pretty soon. Well, hey, hey, know, Chuck, hey. Freddie catching tarpon in South, they South got, Carolina. You know, they got the tarpon. The kids speared a tarpon. They said Tommy Peters, a big school of probably 15 there at Barnegat Light last, was it last May or June? I don't know oh, if you're aware of that. But, Chuck, one thing about the stripers up there in Canada, man, they're pissing off uh, a lot of these salmon guys because they're eating oh, the smolts exactly. like crazy. Yep. It's a bad thing for them. The salmon fishing up there, it's just, you know. It's like the bread butter. You talk about elite and people that really yep. get into something special. It's that Atlantic salmon fishing, and the stripers are like suckers coming in and eating everything. <laughs> and that's and that's what's happening, Chuck, in that Upper Delaware fishery, East and West Branch. I was shad fishing with a fly rod a few years ago, Chuck. I I said, "Hold, Mary, Mother of God, I think I have a state record shad." And that being a 30-inch striper right there across from uh, Shaholapi yeah. under the bridge. You know, what's that, Calicoon, Barryville, yeah. whatever that little New York town is. And I was I, I, on the yeah, other side because I had my Pepsi license on the other side. What the hell is this thing doing all the way up here? And one guy said, yep. Oh, they've been here for years. So, you know, listen. They just don't know. <laughs> they are on the move. Hey, listeners, you can go to uh, flyfishingshow.com for the particulars. Again, Chuck, thanks for joining us. The Saltwater Fly Game. This is a new season coming up, people. Give it a shot. I'm I'm fired up for it. Get my lovely Dee Marie fired up for it. She's already like, oh, man, she's uh, she's getting some casting. Hey, a quick uh, casting. A shout-out to uh, Shawnee Quinn and the lovely Madison Batson. Giving my lovely Dee Marie a couple of fly casting lessons there on that small water. We'll get them in the open water soon. Chuck, again, the uh, hours of the show are what do you know off the top of your head? Uh, they open, let's see, Friday at 9 o'clock in the morning till 6, Saturday 8.30 to 6, and Sunday 9 to 4.30. And two words to remember that are very important to people. Free parking. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And hey, listen, is a great facility, too. Very easy to get to. 35 world-renowned pros. And a couple a couple from Jersey. Uh, shout out to Captain Jimmy Freed and Captain Gene Quigley. They will be giving seminars. Listen, the fly fishing game. I know it's I know it's still January. Think about it. Think about it. It opens up a whole new for me, is it ever gonna replace my plug and my spinning? Hell no. But you want something different, a different experience, especially on fly tackle, Chuck, as you know, the the uh the fight, the play, whatever you want to call it, is certainly amplified. If you have the right fly tackle, man, it is a blast. Well, Chuck, thanks for joining us. Hopefully we'll we'll run into you up there, bro. Yeah, I'll look for you. Goodbye. Okay, let's flyfishingshow.com. Chuck, you take care, man. Best of the family. All right, see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Oh, see you. It does. It's, uh, I don't know, Tom B, it's January. I know there's still 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 hunting going on, winter bows going on. A lot of stuff still going on. But think about it. Think about it. It's, uh, it's some people, it's an avocation. It is, it is a lifestyle. All they do is fly. And then it gets to the point where all they do is dry fly or all they do is European, quote unquote, check 
nymphing. Oh, that's what, now it doesn't have to be that way, but it is a lot of fun, especially in the saltwater, especially where the small bluefish are concerned and the schoolie stripers. Holy bleep, it is a lot of fun. Okay, grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Fox News. I'm Jill NATO in Kiev this morning. Air raid sirens and explosions cracking the skies over Ukraine's capital city. Ukrainian officials say a Russian missile attack targeted infrastructure. Kiev's mayor posting on social media, stay in your shelters. Another missile attack also reported on the city of Kharkiv. In California, more storms, more flooding. In the Sacramento Valley, they're drenched. And National Weather Service forecaster Katrina Hand says in the nearby mountains... We could see total snow accumulations of three to six feet and locally higher over some of those higher elevations up in the Sierra. State officials are now saying 19 people have died in those storms that have walloped the state since Christmas weekend. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Overnight, it'll become brisk and colder with patchy clouds, low 34. Saturday, blustery and chilly despite some sun, high 40. It'll feel like it's in the 20s, though, at times. Clear and cold Saturday night, low 28. Sunday, partly sunny, still a gusty wind, high 43. And Monday, the observance of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, sunny with less wind, high 45. I'm AccuWeather's Kara Babinski on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, remember last week we had Captain Dave the Rave show talking about this hot white perch bite that keeps going, man. The white perch are going absolutely crazy. Now, the reason uh, with Chuck about the um, saltwater fly fishing in the earlier segments, I was down that way on my way to the Tuckahoe River where, uh, yeah, put uh, put some whiteies in the bucket. Not big, 9, 10, 11 inches. Yeah, good size. I mean, I've seen some bigger, but the bite is on. But, hey, let's uh, let's get to the freshwater end of things. I like to do more freshwater on Rackham because right now this weather, I mean, this Check this out. Late Fred, I had a I had a bass out race of pickerel for a spinner bait. I kid you not. But let's uh check in with Jeff there at Blackwater Sporting Goods up there, 228. Uh 2228 North Delsey Drive in Violent. You're you're uh, man, the finger on a pulse of South Jersey freshwater fishing. Jeff, how you doing, little brother? I'm doing well, Tom. How are you today? Bass, pickerel, crappies, yellow perch. I'm surprised the channel cats aren't biting. What are you hearing, brother? Yeah, this weather is crazy for January. So um, guys that are coming in and getting the shiners are on a crazy bite with pickerel and bass and stuff. Some of their local lakes, uh, Union and Parvins. Believe it or not, midweek Wednesday, we had two different people send us pictures of eight-plus-pound bass that they called. And these are legit customers. Eight, eight, zero, eight-pounders. Nice. Now, were they uh, live-baiting them or crank-baiting them? or what? Nah, these both, both these guys are throwing lures, and they're pretty yep. secretive about what they're throwing. Uh-huh. But um, <laughs> I probably would be figuring like a chatter bait or... Maybe some of these big, you know, type swim bait type baits that, that these guys are starting to throw around here. Some of these six, eight inch baits that imitate it, like a, a a herring or a shad. Yeah, I saw a guy. Uh, was it a week before last week? That really, really warm stretch. Of all places, he's down there at um, was that in the uh, in the Villa Ponder Lodge? Guy was Ned rigging, and he was catching not big bass, but plenty of them. I mean, sure, they are up close, man. That Ned rig, it imitates a crawfish without pinchers, so it's totally defenseless, and mm-hmm. it just triggers that bass to bite. And that's a great type of bait to use all year long. That, uh, a, a, a spinner bait, a uh, vibration bait like a uh, chatter bait, stuff like that mm-hmm. will trigger them this time of year. Jeff, and on the chatter bait, spinner baits, any sizes? I mean, the smaller ones, you go with a half ounce, what's the dealio? Yeah, stay on that smaller size, um, stay on that quarter, you know, quarter-ounce size, mm-hmm. and stay on that smaller profile like a Z-Man uh, Chatterbait. It's called a Minimax, little Minimax, smaller yep. profile, little smaller blade. 
you know, to, to just catch, you know, more fish on that, that smaller size. I was so pissed off my very last we used to have an account with a Z-Man, used to be our account, whatever, for a long time. A pickerel nailed my last miniature chatter frog. They had this oh, little yeah. chatter, out of chatter. Nail, I think off it went. You son of a... And he wasn't, yep. he wasn't even a big pickerel. That was uh, of all places in, right there in the center of May's Landing, Lake Lenape. Jeff, oh, yeah, uh, Lenape's, Lenape's a great spot. Yep, great to the, spot. To the pickerel, <laughs> any, uh, any particular place that are pretty much omnipresent. What do you got? Uh, so, you know, hot spots for this time of year, you know, uh, Parvin State Park is always a good place to go and try to throw some of the big shad baits. Mm -hmm. Um, for Pickerel, Sunset Lake, Rainbow Lake, any of the lakes around here, uh, Elmer Lake is actually a really good lake if you want to go catch crappie this time of year around the spillways. Now you're talking Elmer or Mary Elmer above Sunset in Bridgeton, mm -hmm. right? No. No, Elmer, Elmer Lake? lake okay. 40 there in Salem County. In the little town of Elmer. Oh, hey, people, check this out, too. I saw some guys mohawking the crappies there at Pemberton Lake. Of that little oh, yeah. dock. Or that little dock right there. Yeah. In that, in that yep. one corner. Yeah, now, what about they had the uh, fall and, uh, I guess, October, and they had November trout stocking a bunch of South Jersey lakes. Any interest in the rainbows out there? Yeah, so we got some guys coming in, and all of a sudden we got a run on, like, the uh, the Berkeley mouse tails. So that's how we kind of uh. know that there was a little bit of a fight going on. <laughs> That bait, it looks like just a do-nothing bait, and it just catches trout. It's crazy. So, yeah, there's some, some good breeder size uh, rainbows being caught. Um, that mouth tail is hot, and then you can always throw, like, a small inline spinner like a MEPS or a rooster tail at them, too. It seems like, you know, when they're active, they're going to chase that, that little inline spinner. Jeff, I've seen the mouse tails that I fish with, a little 132nd or 124 that was playing jig head. I saw a guy uh, knocking trout there. What's that? Um, Iona. He had the mouse yeah. thing, but he had it rigged like a wacky rig. And it hooked through the middle. Like, wait, I never saw that. Hey, live and learn. I'm 138 years old, people. I like my trout, but you always learn. And that guy was smooth, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever gets that, that tail moving and that subtle movement for those fish to come up and, and get interested in it. So, yeah, that's a good way to fish it. We're speaking with Jeff at Blackwater Sporting Goods, or Sporting Center, I should say. Uh, Jeff, real quick, uh, panfish. Specifically, you mentioned crappies, uh, bluegills, yellow perch. Any activity? Uh, not hearing so much of stuff as uh, on that right now. I'm sure on some of them sunny days, some of these shallows will get a little active with some panfish for some guys. They wanted to go out and throw some small worms or some little jigs at them, but it's, mm -hmm. they seem to be more active on those on those you know days where that sun is high and it's kind of warm. And you know, which uh -huh. I think the warm trend will be more uh, early mid next week the way it looks now. Okay, Joe Rackvin line is Jeff at Blackwater Sports Center two 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 eight North Elsie Drive in Violand. Hey, what are your hours, dude? Before I let you go, go. Uh, Monday through Thursday right now, 9 to 5. Friday's 9 to 7. Saturday's 9 to 5. And then once April gets here, we'll expand our hours and be seven days a week again. And there you go. So, which means you're not going to get a chance to fish. <laughs> no. no. So, Jeff, I'm seeing some of this new bass tackle coming out for 2023. Man, these fish have no chance. I mean, these uh, fish have no chance, man. The technology is crazy between rods and reels and the life lifelike action of the lures and stuff. Yeah, it's uh it's definitely tech, technically driven now this industry with all this all the stuff they're trying to put into the uh, the, the uh, fisherman's uh, pocket for advantages. Okay, Jeff, I'll see you this spring, man. I plan on putting a hurting on the rainbows out there come April into May, man. We'll see you out there. You take oh okay. I, by the way, you are the only place I think in South Jersey that has shiners. Uh, yeah, we might be, yes, 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 we, yes, we Listen, that, yes. Blackwater Sporting Center, they don't hesitate, top P model, they don't hesitate when you show them live bait. Okay, Joe, I gotta go, man. <laughs> Thanks, Catch you later, brother, see ya. See ya. Yeah, I was sworn to secrecy almost. If you're interested in some whiskers, man, that Tuckahoe River, find some deeper holes in there. Get some, um, get some bunker yourself, bunker from the, you know, from the summer or whatever. Throw out some bunker. Ah, chicken liver's not so much. Bunker or you know, some mackerel. Get it down on the bottom, man. There are some kiddies to be had. Now, the Egg Harbor River going all the way up to Mays Landing. That white perch bite is furious. Now, remember, hilo rig, bloodworm, grass shrimp if you have them. Hey, fish bites is working as well. If you catch a striper, it has to go back. The backwater season, as we all know, but just my responsibility to keep a reminder out there, especially if you get one in that, you know, there's some 
And keeper, I'm not talking a slot size 24 to under 28. I'm talking like 28 and above. Still plenty of those bass in the back, but if you're white perch and just just be mindful of that. And like Dave said last week, they do they do suck them the little perch rig, high low rig. What are you using? Size six hook, size four, maybe a size eight hook. They'll suck down. That's like me going past a, a bowl of M and M's. Like whoop, away they go. So just be mindful of that. Up against a break. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Healthy life. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. That'll do for this week on a Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Hey, still plenty of hunting opportunities out there. As I said earlier, winter bow season is going on. Now, the statewide season will run through the 31st, but uh, in a bunch of DMZs, it can go to February 18th. Okay, the harvest figures, bag limits, man, they, uh, they vary. Go to page 36 in the Fish and Wildlife Digest and find out winter bow uh, seasons and bag limits. And, I mean, to February 18th, unlimited does. Some of them, it's crazy. Hey, uh, coyote and fox, regular and special permit, a.k.a. night seasons, are going on. Pheasant and squail still going on. And rabbit and bushy tail still going on. So plenty of hunting opportunities out there. A hey, happy birthday to Excalibur Crossbows. Shout out to Bill Trobage, long uh, retired owner. I think he's, uh, I think he maybe, maybe moved to Africa or something like that. He loved his big game hunting with his crossbow. Excalibur, 40 years, based up there in Kitchener, Ontario. And to celebrate, they came out with a new crossbow called the Wolverine. It looks badass. And one thing I love, because I'm very mechanically declined. Thanks, my lovely Dee Marie, for understanding that and being patient about it. One thing I love about the Excalibur is the recurve limb technology. Hey, you no cams, no wheels. You need to change a string, baby. It is there. So, again, check it out. Go to uh, Google Excalibur Crossbows and see what they have. Get out there and enjoy, people. And, again, it's it's that time of year. It's showtime. Check it out. You want to get into the saltwater fly fishing game, in a couple of weeks, that show is the opportunity to do it. Now, you have the Philly Fishing Show coming up, as I mentioned, and also the, the Greater Philly Boat Show coming up. AC Boat Show is coming up. And I'm going to be bouncing around like a pinball. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders. Law enforcement, too, man. It is a proverbial jungle out there. But anyway, get out and enjoy. The weather is fine. The woods, the waters, fish. And it's hunting fishing. This and the best part this time of year, pretty much going to be alone. No crowds. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio.